Welcome to the Shield Bears podcast. Sorry we've been MIA folks, but this is your host Big D. I'm here with Rob. Hey, what's up everybody? And it is good to be back. Yes, it is. Man, yes, it is. We, we have had a lot going on, and then uh, uh, we're going to get into today's show. But first of all, I want to apologize by, uh, for our little hiatus. Um, I have been going through some legal issues, and I have to. I am just happy to say, after 123 days. I have custody of my boys back. That's awesome, man. So yeah, that's uh, something I've been I'm dealing with, and uh, I got my two little boys back, so I'm ecstatic about that. So I've taken some time off the show to just spend some time with them and be a dad again. Yeah, I gotta say, man, before we get onto the other stuff, it was interesting to be a part of that. Yeah, that was hey. an experience I never well uh, went through before. I, I know life. you're a little nervous with the whole the Johnny Depp and uh, <laughs> what's her face case going on, but it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't. wasn't. Bad. It wasn't. But. Um, um, I, and, and I think I can say this, and if I can't, tell me and we'll erase this, but I think one of the things that was the most concerning to me mm-hmm. was because technically I'm, you know, I'm friends with you and, yeah. you know, your ex, and I wasn't going to pick sides, so yeah. to say. I just wanted to tell the truth. And that's, that is the whole thing, and that's one thing I, I made it a point from the get-go when anybody I asked that would be come forward and, and be on my behalf was be honest. Yeah. I don't yeah. want size picking. I don't want bad blood. I don't yeah. want no mudslinging. Exactly. I just, I'm just, a, I'm a good dad. Yeah. I, yeah. I might have made mistakes as a husband and other things, and I know I'm not a perfect person, but I'm a good dad. Yeah. And that's, so, so yeah. It, so yeah, so it was good to, it was good to see that that did happen. Uh, I got to be honest though, when we were there in the court, yeah. dude, anytime the the uh, <laughs> the attorney was like, objection, hearsay, I was like, ah, ah, he said yeah. it, he said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because of the Johnny Depp thing. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. Was, I'm just glad to have my boys home. So, uh, yeah, and man. then Rob, I do apologize. I know you've been busy partially because you've had some stuff with your band stuff going on. Yeah, that. But also on, on top of what we're going to be talking about today, but there was a, a shooting in Uvalde. Correct. Correct. I always say that wrong. Uvalde? Uvalde? Yeah, that's how it's Uvalde. pronounced, okay. Uvalde. And students' lives were lost. Well, mm-hmm. well, children. Children. And I know your family was affected. You lost yes. your, your cousin. She's my cousin, yes. And I, I give my condolences to that, but I know that's one reason why we haven't been here. Rob and his family has been dealing with that. and, and um, But that's what we're here to talk about today. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess we'll start off there with that. Um, yes, I lost my, uh, my little cousin, Ileana. Her name is Ileana Torres, 10 years old, and a beautiful little girl, man. I'll have to show you later, but uh, the one thing I'll always remember about her is her smile. Yeah. Um, and, and and I told this to everybody, man, because let me tell you, when, when this thing went down, mm-hmm. because of the fact that I was um, very vocal on, yeah. on Facebook, bro, I had the media swarming me. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. It was well, like, I mean, there's there's sharks with blood in the water. Yeah, so. exactly. Um so I made sure to let every one of them that contacted me know, and I want to put this out there right away, is that I'm not the I'm not the right person to talk to really because yeah. Ileana and I were not close. Yeah. Okay. The last time I saw Ileana, she was still a little one. Yeah. She was probably about six, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, but that's the one thing I always remember about her is she's got a beautiful little yeah. smile. She really did. But um, yeah, uh, found out about the school shooting the the day that it happened. I was I was working, and of course Facebook. I'm scrolling through Facebook, mm-hmm. and I uh, saw the post, and I was like, "Oh crap!" So right away, I, I tried to get in touch with some family members because uh, I have a lot of cousins that have little ones, you know. Mm-hmm. So right away, thinking they could be involved. Yeah. So I reached out to family. So I, I won't get too much into it. I don't want to drag it out or anything. But basically. 
uh, probably about mid afternoon going into the evening, I guess. Mm -hmm. I know I was still working, but I was almost off and I get off usually at that time. I was getting off at about four. Yeah. So probably it was around three o'clock. I got word that uh, uh, Ileana had been shot. Yeah. And that she was in the hospital. So at that point, I'm now asking for prayers for my cousin that mm-hmm. she'd be good and you know, everything else. Fast forward to later on, come to find out, no, they hadn't found her. Yeah. Um, I remember you. Yeah, you texted mm-hmm. me. Yeah, things started getting a little more clearer, I guess. Um, at this point, they had told my cousin, who's Ileana's mom, Sandra, um, she was at the hospital first, mm-hmm. and then they were telling everybody to go to the civic center there in town yeah. and stuff like that. Anyway, so at the end of the day, about eleven thirty at night, I finally got the call that one of the, uh, you know, one of the victims, unfortunately, happened to be my little cousin, Ileana. Yeah. She was ten years old. Um, sucks, man. She was gonna. Yeah. That was her. Uh, Everybody knows by now because it's all over media and everything. So everybody knows by now little Ileana was a softball player. Yeah. That night was her last softball game of the season. Uh-huh. And she was going to get told that night that she had made the all-star team. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, it, it sucks. Yeah. Um, we're now, of course, after all this, a lot of weeks have passed. I think we're right at about a month. Um, and uh, we're healing. Um, you know, my family is still hurting, of course, as you can imagine. Uh, my cousin Sandra is trying to figure out how to move forward without her daughter. Yeah, a parent should never outlive their child. No, no, never. And uh, so, you know, um, it is what it is. I think, and, and this is, I know what we want to talk about, and um, and I think it's a great thing to talk about. Um, everybody's, at first, this is, this is really, this, I'm not going to lie, this really pissed me off at first, because at the time, I'm dealing with my family with loss, Yeah. right? And I did, and I told this to a, a, a reporter that I actually did talk to, mm-hmm. and I said, um, I said everybody that's politicizing this right yeah. at that moment, we don't care, yeah, because right now whether you're left, right, conservative, you know, democratic, left, whatever, yeah, we don't care. The only thing we cared about at that moment is the fact that we've lost a loved one, yeah, you know, we lost a child in yeah. our family, but now after some weeks have passed and stuff. You know, you hear things. Everybody knows by this point what's going on and everything. And I do have to agree that the law enforcement in that town, they let down the community. Oh, yeah. You know? well, that And that's what blows my mind is, okay, so, well... We are both very big conspiracy conspiracy right, theorists right, right. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to like, you know, put on my tin hat just yet. Okay. But it it blows my mind. Like, how did this even get to that point? Agreed. Because... You know, I don't know all procedures, but I do know that in the past, whenever there's been a shooting involved or whatnot, or I'm sorry, let's even, before there's a shooting, this kid posted on social media what he was going to do. Right, right. I have been banned for stupid stuff within minutes of making a post. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> and he posts several times about he was he was going to shoot his grandmother or something like that. Right. Shot his grandmother, and then he was going to go do this. Right. Now, the cops were in pursuit, or there was a, what's it called? They put out a um, APB? APB. Yeah. Normally, the schools, local schools are notified to be locked down. Right, right, In right. a situation like this. Right. Why did that not happen? Right, right. And then, in fact, why 
where they just standing around outside for so long and it took an off-duty border patrol officer to go inside and virtually single-handedly end this. Right, right. So that's what pisses me off. Right. Okay, so having said that, let me give you some information because you got to keep in mind the fact that this did happen to my family. I was there, talked to a lot of people, got to hear a lot of things. I actually have friends that I grew up with that were on scene when it happened. So I got a lot of information, okay? And this is basically what I discovered. So I'm kind of going to give you a real quick timeline of what happened, okay? So the, and everybody kind of knows this, but I'm going to kind of add a little bit to it. So the gunman uh, wrecked his vehicle, right? Mm-hmm. That was kind of the first thing he did. Uh, as he wrecked his vehicle, um, he actually was kind of in front of a funeral home. Mm-hmm. And two people from the funeral home came out to check on him, all right? When those two people came out, he did take a shot at them. Yeah. Just FYI, he did take a shot at them. Mm-hmm. They did. He missed. He didn't get them. Um, those two people did go back in, mm-hmm. right? And there was a lady. I guess I'm guessing was a secretary who happens to be uh, an acquaintance of my friend that I got a lot of this information from, mm-hmm. who was there. Uh, he actually got on the scene. When the, he got on the scene, he remembers getting out of the car and he could hear the gunshots. Yeah. So that's how close he was. Anyway. So the next part of the timeline is simply the the gunman walks to the school, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, The lady from the funeral home is at this point on the phone. Yeah. There's a a guy walking to the school. He's got a gun, that kind of thing. At this time, a teacher apparently saw him Mm -hmm. and uh, had gone outside for whatever reason, saw it went back inside she did not leave the door propped open okay i yeah, want to i heard that there was I like wanna a rock put or that clear. The door yeah open. i want to make that clear she did not leave it propped open okay now yes the door should have locked but for some reason it didn't okay so there was a there was a faulty thing there but there was a, there was this whole dialogue going around saying that the police just kind of stood there and didn't do anything while he was in there popping off shots for the entire time for like, what was it like they said? He was in there for like an hour before yeah. the cops got in. That's not what happened. Okay. This is going to suck to hear, but it's the truth. Um, basically, the when the gunman went in before the police got there, mm-hmm. it was about roughly 10 minutes. Okay. okay. That's how long it took the cops to get there. Unfortunately, in those 10 minutes is when he probably did most the, of the, the killing. shootings, yeah. Right. Um, there was still a couple, I think, that he hadn't because there was mm-hmm. more that happened there towards the end. But... It happened in that first 10 minutes. When the police did arrive, mm-hmm. they actually did go right away inside. Mm-hmm. But they were armed only with handguns. Yeah. And when they started to go in there, the gunmen saw them, yeah. started popping off shots. And apparently, from what I understand, again, hearsay, right? This is what it is. I can't say it's fact. But from what I understand, as he's popping off shots, it's going through the door and even going through yeah. the walls. Yeah. So they they realize they're basically outgunned. Yeah. So they yeah, they retreat. Off. They backed yeah. off. So this is when they were the standing around part, right? Because according to what they were saying, they were waiting for backup to come mm-hmm. with better guns, I guess, yeah. to go after this guy. At this point in time, the gunman has now barricaded himself. Okay. From what I understand. So this is where you've been hearing about that whole barricading yeah. procedure or whatever. This is basically when that's taking okay. place. Okay. So he had barricaded himself for basically a majority of that time, yeah. apparently, before someone finally went in and, and did something about it. So I, I just, 
I didn't want people to think that he was just kind of in there for an hour, just nonchalantly, for all. just yeah. nonchalantly popping off people. It, it didn't happen no, like that. It, uh, yeah, you know. But okay. um, regardless, I, I I do agree that that the police could have done more. Yeah, um, should have done more. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in all honesty, I'm from Uvalde, dude. I know most of the people there are armed, and that's what. Well, that's what that blows me. Away. Like I, I, uh, I've, I've spoken about this with with uh, others that norm, nine times out of ten, you drive through Uvalde, you can't go like twenty feet without seeing a cop. Yeah, they're for sure. everywhere. For sure, for sure. So it's like, what? Yeah, where? And 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 then on top of that, it's 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 a hunting town. Yeah, people stop there to get supplies over because they got hunting leases mm-hmm. all over the place yeah i mean when i was a kid my, dude in my in my grandparents house uh-huh. my grandfather had rifles on the oh, wall yeah. you know that's 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 how the town mm-hmm. is i mean uh kind of, not, not to get off track but when i saw freaking beto stupid show up and mm-hmm. and and do the thing that he did I already thought in my head, like, don't go in there talking about anti-gun because that town yeah, will drive you lynch you. Yeah, man, because no. that, that's what the, that's how the yeah. town is. So the part that I was really upset about was because that is such a close-knit mm-hmm. community. I guarantee you the majority of the parents there knew the cops and vice versa yeah. because it's that close-knit of a town. Mm-hmm. They the cops should not have been stopping the parents. I get it. There's a safety thing going, but at this point in time, if you got it, if I'm a dad mm-hmm. and I got a gun and my kid is in there yeah. and I'm registered, don't hold me back. That's kind of how I think. I, no, I, and I trust me. There, there's as I mean, I totally get that, and I, I'm I'm kind of at the same. I'm, I I agree with you, right, right, but right. from a legality standpoint, right. they can't because then if a parent gets shot or that or that person shoots someone that doesn't have right. to be the shooter, oh my god, talk about a legal nightmare. No, I get that, but I but at the same time, there are children in there that have been shot, getting right. shot. Right? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in there That's and my get point. them out. That's my you point. Know? And then the fact that I've even, I mean, because I said I've heard so many rumors. I don't know what's true. Mm. I've tried researching a little bit, but I've, you know, of them actually handcuffing parents because they're trying to run it, they or did. the fact that first responders ran and got their freaking kids out, but then held other parents back. Heard about that too. That if that's true. I'm sorry, but someone needs their ass beat. Yeah, yeah. So, and I know this is a kind of a Christian show, but I'm sorry. <laughs> but when it comes to children yeah. being injured, I get a little emotional. Of course. Let's go with the first thing you said. Yeah. Okay, that actually did happen to one mother. Yeah. Okay, they did handcuff her, mm-hmm. right? Because she was threatening to run oh, in yeah. and, and everything else. And then somehow she talked her way out of it. Mm-hmm. They, and as soon as they unhandcuffed her, yeah. she bolted. Yeah, jumped the fence. Good. She went in. Good. She got out her kids and one of their kids' friends. So she was a hero. Yes. Then she went to talk to the media. Read of uh, course, yeah. of course, after yeah. after the fact, right? Bro, this is no lie. She got phone calls. Mm-hmm. Not gonna say it was from the cops, but I'm not gonna say it wasn't. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. Um, but all I know is that she got phone calls and and basically was threatened because she was actually oh. she was on probation. Oh, I'm sure. And they basically uh, told her that if she keeps talking to the media, she's going to probation revoked. Exactly. Oh yeah. She then went. I don't know how many days later in front of a judge and told the judge what she was told. Mm-hmm. The judge says, "I wouldn't revoke your probation. You're a hero." Yeah. Then Good. she talked to the media. Good. So that was true. I'm that just did blown happen. away that if parents were out there, and I'm sorry, you're outnumbering the cops. Mm-hmm. How the hell do those cops hold you back? I know. I know. I mean, it's hard to say because we all could say he, she, coulda, woulda. You don't know what you do in that situation, 
but it's just, you know, it just blows my mind. And then I just, I don't know. Um, I've got so much I want to talk about, and I don't even know where to start. Yeah, unfortunately, I think a big part of it might be that, you know, this is kind of going on off, off on a different subject, but follow me, okay. if you will. I've been doing a lot of thinking lately, yeah. a lot of thinking, mm-hmm. and this may be a touchy subject. Some people might call me crazy, but just like I said, go yeah. with me on this. But I was just thinking a lot, and you go back to back way before us, but mm-hmm. like our great-grandfathers and grandmothers, like back before the industrial age began, everyone mm-hmm. basically life was you work your land, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You you that's how you put food on your table. You're working your land, you have your property. That was life. Yeah. And then this industrial age began. Now, the reason I'm going here is because when that started happening, it was almost like this way of life started to form, mm-hmm. right? And I believe that that's where our freedoms kind of were taken away from oh, us. Yeah. You we'll know? give you a little bit of safety in right. exchange of your freedoms. Right. And now here we are all these years later accustomed to the lifestyle that we live yeah. of security, of uh-huh. uh, comfort, you know, and the things that we have. And we're so ingrained with if there's a police officer or someone of authority, you do what they tell you to yeah. do no matter what. Well, see, and and, that's and where... I think there's so many years of that in our heads yeah. that I'm not saying right. this is it. It's just my theory. No, I believe but... you. And then it's people like myself and mm. others that are like myself who don't believe in that. Right. That believe in it. Nobody's coming to protect you. You do it yourself. Right, exactly. That we're the crazies. We're the, we're exactly. the radicals. Exactly. So here you have a majority of, of parents mm-hmm. that have grown up that way. Yeah. And they're sitting there going, you're supposed to protect our kids. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Where it's like, no, let me go and get my kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to arrest you. Fine, arrest me if you can get me, but I'm going to go get my kid. You know? And um, yes, I get the legalities and everything else about it, but unfortunately, that's kind of on us Mm -hmm. for getting that comfortable. Yeah. You know? And before um, I forget, I'm going to, this is kind of going off subject, but I got really pissed off yesterday or the day before when I was on social media. And I actually do have people that follow me and I follow on Instagram that are, that are the uh, conspiracy theorists. Right, right, right. And I saw a post that it's happened at every school shooting. And this one truly disgusts me because the fact that I personally know someone that has family involved. Right. These children existed. They yes. have birth certificates. Yes. This really happened. Yes. I'm getting tired of seeing these videos like, oh, this is all made up. These kids, if you do research, these kids didn't even exist. You can't even find uh, birth certificates for them. I'm like, no, this happened, yeah. you morons. Yeah, idiots. So I, I, you probably cousin. aren't listening to the show anyway, but yeah. I just wanted to say that. I've hugged my cousin. I've yeah. made her laugh. You Don't know? tell me she didn't exist. I know people in Uvalde. This this happened. Yes, But definitely. anyway, back on track. Yeah. Now, I just... What what I, again? I've I've kind of stopped following. I I kind of quit watching the news after a while. But so Can't trust it. so now what's going on is that the they were investigating the police department and the chief of police said we're no longer going to participate in the investigation. Yada yada yada. What's come of that? Um, last thing I saw that the, there's there's a big uprising going on right now in mm-hmm. Uvalde. They want the chief out. Yeah, big time. Oh, like, I bet. Oh, it's 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 bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, there was something said about they were not going to participate, but then I heard a press conference a couple of days ago saying that uh, they were cooperating. Okay. So as far as I know, I think they're cooperating. I just hope that they can, you know, again, putting emotions aside, I just hope that they can look at this situation and try to figure out what went wrong and how to fix it because 
and it's sad to say something like this is going to happen again. Yeah. You can't we can't prevent this from happening. All we can do is pre- is do our best to stop it in its tracks. Because bad people are out there, bad people are going to do things and it's going to happen again. Bro, I and so a- I'm hoping that they get better training. Yeah. The police officers are better armed and we learn how and and get better response times. Well, and and I agree with you, but here's the thing. It needs to happen across the board regardless of income level. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's our children we're talking about. Because here's the other thing. Well, I'm just talking about in, the, the, that police force there Okay, itself. yes. That I definitely agree is with Is that you. these guys need to get better training yes. and get better equipped. Yes, because... But, but we're going to get to the whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Across the board. Yeah, because I, I think a big part of it, unfortunately... Uh, so, let me back up a little like, bit. I don't want to see them just throw a scapegoat under no, the bus. No, I want to see this thing get resolved right, and get right. it fixed. So, let me let me back up a little bit. I, I got You talk about getting a wake-up call. I got a wake-up call to the reality of the world we live in because you guys got to remember, I don't have kids, okay? I have nieces and nephews, little cousins, and for anybody out there that doesn't have kids, you know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. Kids are not in your yeah. life every day. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not privy to well, what's happening you're in the Hispanic. school. You got like a thousand cousins. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm Irish. I do too. So it's okay. <laughs> I mean, exactly, dude. Half the town of you Valley is probably related to me, honestly. But um, so uh, I think it was last week or so. Uh, went to my mom's because it was my sister's birthday, mm-hmm. right? So we're there, and of course, what are we talking about? Yeah. Because of what happened to our family, we're talking about this. Well, you talk about getting away with call. My mom is a teacher. Yeah. And then I have two nephews that are in the school system. So my nephews said something that really bitch slapped me. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like they said something bad or anything. They made a comment and it wasn't and, and it wasn't directly to me. They had been talking to their mom, uh, my sister. She was just sharing it with me what they had said. And uh, they had talked about the whole procedures for school shootings. Yeah. If a school shooting was supposed to happen. Yeah. And my nephew told her, oh, mom, when it happens, we know what to do. He didn't say if it happens. This is when. He said when it happens, we know what to Mm do. Dude, that bitch slapped me like nothing in my life has ever bitch slapped me before. Like, it really woke me up like, holy crap. Like, my nephew is not that old. He's he's a kid. And in his mind, he's like, when it happens. Okay, so... I'm going to stop right there because we, we talk about how traumatized these kids are to have to go through these drills and all this stuff. Right, right. Can we go back to when we were kids? Do you remember having to like, no, nuclear attack, get on the hallway, put your, put your head under... Yeah, you know, duck and cover. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That did not traumatize us. No, no. I mean, I, I'm not trying to lightheart this situation. Well, okay, I'm trying to lightheart a little bit, but I don't think it traumatizes our kids to go through these drills as much as we think it does. Right, right. I think it traumatizes these kids that, they, it, that it, it is a reality. Right, right. But... You know, um, I know when all this happened, my boys, their mom talked to them right. about it because right around the same time, like the all the schools were having increased police police uh, uh, which, what's presence. presence and yeah. stuff. And she talked to the boys and she's like, hey, will you talk to them? I was like, yeah. So I talked to them and I, I laughed because when I told my boys about like, hey, you know, with what's going on, I just want you to know that there's nothing to be afraid of. And right off the bat, man, Quinn Quinn, my six-year-old is like, daddy, there's nothing to be afraid of. He's like, I know the police will protect me. My teachers will protect me. And you have your blasters. You'll protect me. <laughs> I started laughing. I like, all right, nice. all right, boy, I love you. I love you. <laughs> That's but, yeah. awesome. Well, yeah. And then, and then uh, hearing my mom talk, right, mm-hmm. finding out um, just the pressure on teachers like um i felt really bad for a lot of there was a lot of hate that the teachers got Mm -hmm. right 
um, because of this situation. And I get it. People are talking out of passion because it yes. is kids that it, died. It's and emotion. Right, yeah. right, right. But then hearing from my mom, the burden, you mm-hmm. know, it was kind of crazy because when the first the news first came out, it didn't really hit my mom that that hard. Mm-hmm. But then when she heard that one of our family members were affected, right? And then not only that, she started thinking, what's going to happen if I'm in that situation? She's gone through the trainings that they have and whatnot, but still, to be actually put in that situation, you know, what is it you're going to do? Yeah. And uh, and she she explained, you know, some of the training and stuff to us and everything. And I got to be honest, when she said some of the training, I'm just like, to me, that's the total opposite of what you should do. Yeah. You know, Stay down and no, get the hell Move. out of there. Yeah. Well, that's and that's something like I teach Mike. I, I, I'm probably gonna get hell for this. I don't care. But I teach mm. my kids is if there's a situation like this, you run. You don't hide because a sitting. If you hide, you're just you're you're a sitting target. Exactly. A moving target's harder to hit. Exactly. And you get the hell out of there. It's, right. It's. I mean. In all situations, military or not, you're not taught to hunker down. Right. You're taught to move. Right. Evade and move. Evade right. and move. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. But then again, I'm just, I don't, it's, uh, it, it kills me where, I mean, I, I have my, what I think is the answers to this. So, I hate knowing that our children and teachers are left with the responsibility of this yeah. is what you do when there's a shooting. Yeah. And so. I got to tell you, man, I'm really, um, it, it, <laughs> This is gonna sound. I don't mean this to sound selfish or bad in any way. I just, I just realize the uh, responsibility that parents have, mm-hmm. and you being a dad is like. I'm kind of glad I'm not a dad yeah. because you have to put yourself in that position now to tell your kids, look, you know, when this happens or if this mm-hmm. happens, you know, if they tell you to do this, listen to daddy and yeah. do this. You know what I mean, like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because that that's like what we were saying earlier. It's up to you to protect yours. Yeah. You know, I mean, because even even before these, I mean, I've got my oldest that's like almost 21. Right, right. You know, so like I've been a parent for a while now. And, and I'm not saying I'm the most experienced. God knows there's many more experienced. Anyway, but I've just, I've always taught my kids that there is evil out there and to have social awareness and how, what to do to. I mean, you can never teach your child everything on how to protect themselves. All you can do is teach them how to be safe. Right, right. And it's just, and knowing that kind of, it's like, it is, it's heartbreaking dropping your kids off at school wondering, is today the day? Yeah. Is this going to happen here? You know, and then, but you try not to think about it. You can't let evil run your life like that and just worry. You know, um, I do put my faith in God and that God's going to protect my children and that, they'll be okay right right and that we still have to live our lives but it's like but i also feel horrible for these teachers that it's i mean when they sign up to be a teacher they're they're signing up to love our children to teach our children they're not signing up to put their lives on the line True. to protect them and i don't expect the teachers to to die. i mean when these events happen and you hear about a coach or a teacher jumping in front of bullets that is a hero. Yeah, for sure. And I know not all teachers are going to do that. And I don't expect all teachers to do that. Right, right. I mean, as an adult, I expect adults to do that in general. Yeah. I don't care if it's your child or not. Right. But I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you should have done this. Why didn't you do that? Right. You know, it's it's not their fault. They're going to panic. Yeah. But um, also, um, before I forget, because my mind's going all over the place here. Oh, for sure. So the Raiders yeah, gave, they sent was a, a million, million dollars to you, Valdez. Okay. How much of that do you think is actually going to get used to secure for security? Well, let me let me let me let me because they're they're tearing the school down, aren't they? They're going to uh, that's what I've heard. They're going to tear down and rebuild. Yeah, 
So so let me let me. I'm just hoping because I'm I'm just the corrupt mindedness of me. Oh, is no, like, I oh get that you. money's gonna go in I someone's pocket. So so right at the beginning of this whole when this whole thing happened, everybody was wanting to help, mm-hmm. which was awesome. By yeah. the way, and uh, everybody wanted to give to the families and everything else. So the city of Uvalde had set up this uh, account in the first was it the first state bank of Uvalde, Texas. Which is crazy. That's the that's the bank that my uh, grandparents used to go to. Okay. So um, what they were saying out there was any money donated mm-hmm. to uh, or if anybody wanted to donate money to the families, here's the account. Yeah. Put it in there. Okay. Cool. Right. Yeah. Come to find out, and I found this out last week um, because there was a, there was a gentleman. They got in contact with me through a friend because mm-hmm. he, he heard that uh, my family was affected. Yeah. And he wanted to actually uh, bless a, a few of the families. Okay. Um, they didn't raise he was He's a pastor. Yeah. And they didn't raise a lot of money, but uh, there was some. Yeah. So he was like, I, I think I can bless like three families okay. with this. So he wanted to okay. make sure that he could do that. He called and asked questions about the money. Mm-hmm. He says, if I, if I put this money in this account you have set up, is it going to go to the families? So whoever we talked to actually was honest with him and said, well, yes, but this money is also going to go to the school district and it's also going to go to the city. Oh, it's not sorry, just It's not a... just the families. Yeah. So when he heard that, he was like, okay, I'm not putting my money in there. Yeah. And that's when he got a hold of me and uh, I put him in contact with my family yeah. directly. So... Um. Yeah. So that money that they've been putting in the account, oh, it's not just going to the families. It's apparently going other places as well. So oh, that's disgusting. Now I gotta say, I'm not telling you not to give. Yeah. I'm not. I'm just saying this is what I heard. That this is where the money. If you're going okay, to. I'm gonna say it. If you're gonna give directly, give to the families. I agree. Reach I agree. out. Don't just blindly give because I'm sorry. There's just too much corruption to, to believe. Now, if they're going to use that money for security purposes or, you know, to make uh, advances in protection for the children or the school district, hey, great. Yes. But odds are it's not going to go towards any of that. It's right. going to go towards someone's salary or right. their bonus. Or, uh, right. God. Yeah. So I, I will say this. If, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and ask for any kind of money or anything like that, but. Um, I've had people reach out to me that have wanted to bless like my family and stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, and I do want to say publicly thank you to everybody that reached out and gave me uh, money because I did give that money to my family, yeah. and I'm really glad I did it. It, it really did. Uh, it moved my cousin when I handed her the money, yeah. um, and I just told her the truth. I said these are just random people that reached out to me on Facebook and sent me this money on my uh, Cash App and. God. I, I gave it to them. So thank you all for that. That, that y'all did uh, donate. We yeah. really appreciate it. Um, and Daniel, I got to say thank you too, to, because I don't, I don't think I told you this, but um, there was actually people that reached out to me mm-hmm. and said, Hey, we want to bless you with this. Not, not necessarily for, for your yeah. family over there, but for you. So you can be with your family Okay, because they specifically told me, we know that you're going to have to miss work. Yeah. That's no income coming in for yeah. that day. So they wanted to bless me so that I could use that time to be with my family and be able to cover yeah. a little bit of my expenses, which I was not expecting yeah. at all. And uh, I just want to say thank you to those people as well because it was a huge help, mm-hmm. you know. But it was, 
it was crazy, man, seeing how many people came and the love that was shown and the support well, was amazing. Well, that's the thing is like as as divided as our country is and all the crap that goes on and all the all the arguing and bickering and fighting on social media and all the news and all the negativity and all the world's doomsday, man, there is so much love. For sure. Like I know like any like Whenever bad things have happened, like like San Marcos got hit by flood twice, right. the amount of love and just unity that right. hit, wow, dude, right. just blew my mind, you know. But anyway, that's off track. But yes, um, so we do thank you guys, and 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 honestly too, if you still want to feel like you want to give to these families, please reach out. Um, you can either contact myself, contact Rob, or just go to Uvalde and drive yeah. around, man. Yeah. And like reach out to these families because, yes, money is not going to replace a child. But I mean, just there's people that aren't going to be able to work because they're traumatized. There's people there's 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 bills to be paid. There's things to be done. Hell, take them a hot meal, pray with them, give them a hug. And let's not forget, you know, um, here's the thing. You know, don't get me wrong. We need to focus on the children that lost their lives, definitely. But Daniel, I also found out when I went home that. I had little cousins that survived. Yeah, and they're going to need there. counseling. They're, they're going to exactly. They're exactly. going to need a hug. Exactly, and that's yeah. where that money is going to help. Them, yeah, you know, because I know a lot. There's a lot of people that don't have insurance. Exactly, and so they can't afford. Exactly, it. and hey, therapists, doctors, counselors, uh, pastors. Hey, yeah. here's a good chance of donating some time. For but, sure. For sure. You know, come on. Because they need it big time. They big time need it, man. You've got PTSD. You've got survivor's guilt. If they're old enough to even know what that is. I mean, there's going to be so much. These kids are traumatized, man. For sure. For sure. You know, it's like, what is it that 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 one little kid where uh, they're, they're, uh, they got pulled out. I don't know if they got hurt or not, but it was a first responder pulled them out and they're covered in blood and they're treating them. Come to find out, she was like, it was her best friend and it was that first responder's child. Yeah. And so that child mm-hmm. that that first responder pulled out that was covered in blood, she witnessed her best friend, or his, I don't remember if it was a boy or girl, right. killed, and, and that, that was, was the, the first responder's child right. that was killed. Right. That's and awful. if I'm not mistaken, I think that was the child that purposely took the blood and rubbed it on them yeah, and played dead, dead yeah. so that they wouldn't get shot. Yeah. So That's, oh God. Yeah, exactly. That's going to... Okay, so... Wait, let's take a break. Yeah. <laughs> let's take a little break. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go to a, a word from our sponsor. And when we come back, we'll, we'll continue the discussion. Because the one thing I do want to kind of talk about, um, and, uh, you know, I don't care if it's controversial or not, but it, it, it's my uh, my chance to vent, I guess you could say. Okay. But I want to talk a little bit about the media when, okay. we, when we come back after break, if that's all right. Yeah, I want to talk yeah. about the media. We'll talk about that. And then uh, the, the, now the attack on our Second Amendment rights. Sounds good to me. All, all right. right. So we'll be back right after this message. Going on 10 years in the community, Metroflex Gym has been the place for back-to-basics, no-fluff training. At Metroflex, you'll have the resources available to you to reach your fitness goals, whatever they may be. Owner Daniel Haggerty is available and ready to help guide you in the proper direction to get the best results for your health. Want to lose weight, increase stamina, or gain mass? Daniel Haggerty is a licensed trainer with over 25 years experience in nutrition and training and knows how to get the most out of your workouts. Come by today for a visit at 2101 Clovis Barker Road, San Marcos, Texas, or call to make an appointment for a tour at 512-878-8575. Homegrown in the community and veteran-owned, Metroflex Gym is the hardcore training place for a hardcore workout. Call today. 
bit. I was getting a little heated there, and Rob had to go check on his brisket. Yes, I am currently smoking a brisket. <laughs> Actually, and a pork butt. And a pork butt. Yeah, All man, right. it looks wonderful. All righty. <laughs> so, yeah. back to what we were discussing. Now, you said before we left, you wanted to talk about I the media. I want to talk about the media. Yeah. The media. Yeah, so let me let, me, let, me let you guys in on first-hand knowledge of what it was like, okay? Uh, I was driving to my cousin's house, and this is, um, so the cousin that I'm talking about, it's Ileana's grandmother, okay? Ileana's mom and, and Ileana lived with um, their, or Ileana's, uh, Sandra's my cousin. That's, she lived with her mom. That's Ileana's grandma, okay? Hope I got that clear. <laughs> anyway, I was headed to their house. They actually live, I want to say, about two or three blocks away from uh, Rob Elementary School, where the shooting happened. As I'm driving to the house, I pass by and down the street, I can actually see the school. Daniel, that whole block was blocked off. Yeah. And all I could see oh, yeah. were news trucks, mm-hmm. right? Okay, I expected that. Not only that, before I got there, the town, I guess you would call it the town square. We, we call it a town plaza. Yeah. Um, the town plaza was packed with people. Oh yeah, packed and news trucks and stuff like that vultures, too. Man. Yeah, well, it wasn't just it wasn't just the news media. It, there was people there too, which oh, was okay. which was awesome. Yeah. Um, but yes, never in my life had I seen Uvalde have that much traffic. Okay, it was insane. Anyway, so I get to my cousin's house when I actually am sitting out there with my cousins because mm-hmm. my my cousin's house is really small. Yeah. So a lot of us were sitting outside. Yeah. And. All of a sudden, I started noticing cars going by. Yeah. And they would slow down and they would go. And then I noticed random people walking and stuff. And finally, one of my cousins goes, this has been like this like all since this thing happened. And I go, what, what do we mean? He goes, that's all media, man. I go, are you serious? He's like, yeah. He goes, reporters will walk around the neighborhood. Yeah. You know, like they, they know we're here. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. I was like, you're kidding me. Like, no. And then sure enough, like not even... 10 minutes after that there's a guy there and he's got the camera the gear, he got the yeah. whole gear and everything and he's just standing at the property line he doesn't yeah. come on the property yeah. and he's just asking if he can talk like i'll give the guy credit like at mm-hmm. least this particular guy that i'm talking about he was being respectful because yeah. you can respectfully ask yeah but if you're told no walk away walk yeah, away exactly so he did ask and my family didn't right away say no for whatever reason. Like mm-hmm. we all kind of were looking around at each other. Yeah. And then uh, some of them looked at me, and I was like, "Do you all want me to talk to him?" And and they were like, "Yeah, go ahead." So I went and I went to yeah. go talk to this guy. Um. So I'll give credit. He he represented the Houston Chronicle. I don't remember okay. his name. Um. But he did. He because of his uh respectfulness. Yeah. And the fact that he was very um showed compassion. Yeah. And he wasn't being a vulture. Yeah. Um, not only did we respect that, but my family showed him love mm-hmm. because as we were out there talking, it surprised him too. It was it was a sight to see because he was freaked out. He didn't expect it. One of my cousins comes up to him, "Would you like something to drink?" Huh. And he was like, uh, "Yeah, sure." So my cousin went and got him a bottle of water, and then came back and said, "Do you want something to eat?" Huh. And he was just like. Uh, sure. She goes okay, and she went and brought him a plate with a sandwich because you know they were they were donating a lot of food, so he got to see firsthand 
that's my family yeah. dude that's that's how we roll well, you know i mean it's just it, I, I, it's one thing i understand you know they want to get the the, the first story right but right. it's same it's like show should com, show compassion, compassion. Exactly. i mean lives exactly. were lost here yeah i mean i understand wanting to get the facts and right. but go talk to officers go right. talk to officials right. let the right. families be for a second so i'll give credit uh, that so now that's the, that's a good story that I wanted to mm-hmm. share first, but there was bad. Okay, yeah. so um, the night before, I think it was no, I think that night I didn't go, but my cousin who I'm really close to, he he of course let me know what happened. But over on the plaza, they had set up a memorial for all the kids. Someone went out of their way and made crosses for each individual victim and had set mm-hmm. them up there at the plaza. So there were flowers on. I mean, people were are putting flowers and all kinds of stuff to show their respects, which is mm-hmm. awesome. My family's been waiting till nighttime to go yeah. and do whatever it is they want to do because it seems to be when the people tend to die out. Yeah. So this particular night, they were over there. Um, they wanted to leave some flowers and whatnot. And my cousin, uh, the one that I'm really close to, happened to be there. And um, there was another family yeah. that was at the it was kind of right next to them and uh i don't know which victim it was but the one of the ladies of the family it could have been a mom i don't know that's why i'm not saying i don't know who it was but i just know she started to break down no soon as that happened the vultures came and my cousin god bless him i love him to death he is so <laughs> he can be a vulgar SOB mm-hmm. when he needs to be, and he was at okay, this point. And, and I was very proud of him for doing it. But he cut the reporter off, and the reporter right away wanted to say, uh, you know, freedom of the press or whatever. And my cousin's response to him was, You have freedom of the press. I have freedom to beat your ass if you don't get the hell back. <laughs> Told him straight up. Good. And the guy walked away. So as he ended up, he put it on himself mm-hmm. to become the guardian for yeah. the family so they could mourn. And without him realizing it, one of the reporters was trying to be sneaky and mm-hmm. was kind of like down on the ground. Mm-hmm. And he had his camera phone. Uh, try, and my cousin saw it and kicked his phone out of the way. Good. And he looked at my cousin. My cousin said, I will beat your ass. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I got to experience it firsthand, Daniel. Yeah. I was uh, the next day. This was on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the Saturday after the shooting happened. I'm at the plaza because I wanted to go mm-hmm. and pay my respects too. But to be honest, I wanted to see just what was going on because mm-hmm. I was very impressed mm-hmm. by the show of support and love. And I got to tell you, man, I, what I experienced when I set foot on the plaza was amazing. Um, I started to break down as soon as I walked on there. Just the thoughts came back about my cousin, not yeah. just my cousin, but those kids, yeah. you know, and it was kind of overwhelming and. I got stopped by this group of people that were walking by. They had waters with them mm-hmm. and stuff. And the guy looked at me and he just goes, you're one of the family, aren't you? And I just kind of nodded my head and he goes, can we pray for you? Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. And they started praying for me and I broke down in some stranger's arms, dude. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Well, and that's the, that's the thing is like, yes, there's the negative with like, say certain media, yeah. there's a negative, all this and that, but there's, there's this love and, and you know, like, 9-11 yeah. is an emotional day, but the love and the unity on 9-12 was awesome. 
oh my god i would give anything to have that back to yeah me, you know yeah, yeah i mean i don't want that horrific event but just to have that that love for and sure. that, that unification that we had for sure but uh, just there are it's, it's these tragic times that bring us together and yeah. it's just it's amazing how, how there's some good hearted and there's angels that walk this earth yeah you know so let me tell you what happened after mm. so later on as i was walking through there i did run into some people that i knew <sighs> from the area uh more from the canyon lake area yeah they had it's a ministry it's a pastor he got out there shout out to fernando gonzalez thank you so much for being out there but he took his uh freedom outreach ministries mm-hmm. out there and they had set up shop basically and they were gonna serve yeah. they were making burgers they were gonna feed people they were gonna you know and then they had a praise and worship thing going on at the time cool. dude they started playing a praise and worship song and i was i just happened to be there and i broke yeah and i started to cry and then all of a sudden i look over to the right there was uh, there was like a couple of those tents, whatever, mm-hmm. right? And it was media. And I started to cry. And I happened to look over and I saw them looking at me mm-hmm. and doing that whole speaking to each other and pointing. Yeah. And I was like, in any second now, they're going to... Who's going to get the picture? Who's exactly. Gonna get the, yeah. And so it was at that point that I decided I need to leave. Yeah. Because I didn't want to give them their photo yeah. opportunity. Yeah. I mean, by this point, bro, I, I had already learned that there was a couple of news media outlets that took my facebook live that i did mm-hmm. you remember when i did yeah. that facebook live all i was doing was giving people an update on how my family was doing because i was being asked yeah and i thought you know what it, what better way to do it than just tell everybody yeah. at once and i'll do a facebook live right so i did that i got word later that these there were these news articles that came out that quoted me from the facebook live yeah. um from my understanding i think that's a legal issue you can Kind of look into Is it? it? Yeah, because they're not allowed to quote you without you giving permission. Mm, okay, well, I might have to look into that. Because uh, that's where, you know, in some discussions, I know you've gotten to come under some heat mm-hmm. from individuals for, right. for being vocal about things right. and, and talking to the press. Right. But when I they really can't wasn't. quote you. They, they have to have your permission to quote you. Yeah. I believe. I, I could be wrong. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I, did, I did run across some heat from... from Really, and, really from one person. Yeah. But yeah, and it was because they thought that I gave an interview when mm-hmm. the thing was, I didn't give an yeah. interview. This, these uh, they just reporters took just they took, took your words. what I yeah. said, exactly. And that was that was so. what they did. So that's just an example of, uh, and I'm, I'm here to tell you, I was one of those that said pretty much that thought like all media was bad. Well, I learned that not all media is bad, no. but... There are a bunch of them out there, oh, yeah. and uh, it's just like I said, it's just it's like sharks in water with blood. Exactly, exactly. But what? So now I want to kind of talk about how this is now becoming politicized. Yeah, and yeah, you know, I know there's there's been other shootings since then. I don't necessarily think there were schools, but I knew no, other, but there the was there was a lot. What? Okay, so that's I mean, and why are they all happening at the same time? Well, that's what. Okay, so with today's social media and everything, everything's in your face. You see, you know what yeah. happens now. Everybody's a reporter. It's, what's crazy <laughs> is if you look at it, it's like why is it just months leading up to an election time is when all these shootings start? Right. I'm not saying that there's some guy sitting in a dark room saying push about it now. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, or whatever, or at least release. Right, it. right. But it's just weird how these things happen. And now they're trying to politicize it. And now they're, I mean, Biden and I know the Congress is passing all these freaking gun laws and things against ammunition and banning yeah. things. And, yeah. you know, and it's like, let yeah, so let's take firearms away from law-abiding citizens because that'll save us from the right. bad guys with guns. Right. Wasn't it you that put up the, I guess it was an article or something that they had uh, passed some bill or whatever that you you can't 
take apart your gun now yeah. or something like that. It's right? it's 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 not necessarily written that way, but if you if you want to break it down the way it's written, I think things have passed in Congress, but I believe it still has to go through Senate and whatnot. But the way it is written is technically yes. If you were to break your firearm down just to clean it, you're breaking the law because you're not a licensed or whatever. Wow, it, it's absurd the things because, but that's just the way that and it's. That's how these the, the what's crazy about some of these laws they're trying to pass, or that's what some things that like our, our congressmen that are against these laws. It's not necessarily that they're against certain things; it's just the way they're written and right. how they can be interpreted. Because that's what gets you is they'll write a law out thinking one way, but then it gets it can be interpreted a whole nother. Yeah. And but that's the way it's it can be it be taken. And so now, right. and then what another thing they're trying to do is is certain states are passing all these gun laws, and they're not grandfathering anybody in. So overnight, they are turning people into felons wow. if they don't comply. Wow. And so, and it's like. I mean, I understand that something needs to be done, yeah. but we need to take our emotions out of it and come out to a point and, and sit down and talk and figure out how we can, what we can do to stop these people from doing these things to where we can take guns out of bad guys' hands right. without taking them away out of law-abiding citizens' hands. Right, I agree, I agree. You know, you know and having said that, um, I saw a lot of people posting on social media about uh, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And about... He's no longer a Texan. <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of stuff. And I, I got to be honest, I was a little taken aback by it. And I had to ask the question, did y'all hear what he said? I didn't, I didn't even... Because I, I heard the speech. Mm -hmm. and, not, and I'll go back and listen to it again if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure... Mm -hmm. He didn't say one thing again. He didn't basically he didn't come out and say we need to ban all guns. No. He didn't say that. Yeah. He said we needed some kind of legislation that would help, like you just said, take the the guns out of the bad guys' hands, yeah. but not infringe on the rights upon uh responsible well, gun you'll, owners. You'll get he did the, say that. Well, you'll get those that, that think like anything should not be applied. You know, right, like, right. And don't get me wrong. Like I am, I, I. There's a part of me that thinks that, like, hey, if 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 it's out there, we should be allowed to own it. It's like right, there should right. be. There should be. If like the government has a grenade launcher, I should be able to have a grenade launcher. Right, right. Yeah, you know, there are things. Yeah. But I do believe that there are situations where some people should not be allowed to have a firearm. Of course. If they're not able to, you know, if they got issues or whatnot. Of but course. I, I don't know. I just it's it's a, it's a slippery slope. But again, it's just one where we need to take the emotions out of it and talk about it because. I, I'm sorry, just banning guns, banning magazine capacity, banning ammunition, banning things. It's not going to stop these people from no, doing this because majority of the time when these shootings take place, it's not with a legally owned firearm. It's something they've either stolen or right. they've gotten illegally. I mean, okay, let's even take mass shootings away from it. Like just in general, it's, it's, you know, um, like there was a, uh, oh God, there was, I know up in, uh, Canada right now, they're, they're doing a thing where like, you can no longer like own or, or I don't know about own, but like sell or whatever handguns. I don't right, know what they right. but they had a police chief or whatever he's called 30 plus years of experience serving. Right. He made a statement stating that this law, that law will not deter crime whatsoever because in all their traffic stops and all the time they've ever done anything, it's people that have a firearm legally. 
it's at home, locked up, or done with. But these criminals, their their farms are not legally owned right. or they've been stolen or whatnot. And right, so that's right. not going to stop it. Right. I mean, that's like if you want to stop murder, okay, well, let's make murder illegal. That, that should work. Mm. I mean, drugs are illegal, yeah. but yet they're still rampant everywhere. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's like, I don't know. It's Yeah, and, and I mean, the bottom line is I, I believe there should be some kind. Okay, so let me give you an example. This is what I mean when I think that there's something that should be done. Mm-hmm. Shortly after the shooting happened, I don't know if you heard it on the news, but there was a kid here in Seguin, where mm-hmm. we're at right now, who basically made the statement that he was going to shoot up yeah. the school or whatever. Yeah. And the cops came and they arrested him for terroristic threat and yeah. whatever. Okay. I think, in my opinion, that if a kid does that, mm-hmm. yeah, hell yeah, arrest his ass. Oh, yeah. Arrest him. But then at that point, then you say, okay, and when you are legally able to buy a gun, you can't. You're red flag. You know I mean? yeah. Well, I hate that word, red flag. I know, but, but, but you yeah. get what I mean. Yeah. If you make threats, I mean, it's one thing to sit here and say, like, oh, jokingly or in a stupid demeanor, but if you publicly make a statement, right. I'm going to do this. Jokingly or not. You're SOL now, buddy. Yeah, and and, and that's what I'm saying. Even if it was a joke, if you well, say that's the it thing publicly. Is, there are already laws in, in place where, like, say, if, if you're a felon or if you have a certain crime that has to do with violence or whatnot, you're not allowed to legally own a firearm. Right, right. So, like I said, it's... it's it's just that the laws that are in place now, they're so back. It's like the background checks, things like that nature. They're so backlogged right. and things that, that they're not implemented where it's like, okay, instead of like just throwing more laws on the books, let's take what's on the books and make them work. Yes. yes. You know? So I agree. Just, I agree. Or like they're now they're trying to pass these red flag laws where I can sit here and say, oh, I can make a phone call. Like, oh, Rob Trevino, I think he's crazy. He shouldn't own a gun. Mm-hmm. And so now you now you got cops going to come to your house, start a scene, confiscate your firearm, and if you resist, well, you're going to jail. Right, right. And then now you got to wait weeks to go in front of a judge. Right. And so, which I, I get why they're doing it because there are some cases where like i like say if you're say you're mentally unstable or you've said things or you're doing things but this just gives people leeway to use that as a weapon against you very true and so it's like i'm so i'm not a fan of that yeah for sure um but again like i'm a very pro to a person i believe that we should be able to own firearms and use them i do believe that if you're going to own a firearm that you should be take training and learn how to use it for sure um but it's just I don't see how taking firearms from law-abiding citizens is going to stop things like this from happening. I believe, and then, like, I know they're coming up with, like, everybody has an opinion on how to protect our children. Right. Um, should we arm teachers? I don't think we should arm teachers. Right. I, I, I believe it should be, teachers should be allowed to carry if they want to and they have training and whatnot. Right. But I don't think that we should just go around and make every teacher carry a gun because that's not what they signed up for. Exactly. And I'm sorry, but they're going to need hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of training. So now they're taking away more from what they have to do to our students. But, you know, I, I'm, I kind of like the idea of taking like, hey, we got how many unemployed veterans? I agree. I agree. There's some, there's, you know? there's some schools here in Texas mm-hmm. that have done that. Yeah. And... They haven't had any. Oh, you can pay me ten bucks an hour. I'll go stand up at the front of the school. Mm-hmm. I don't have to have a gun on me. Right. I'll right. stand in front of the school all day long. Right. Come on. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I agree will with shut that. my business down and go do it for ten, fifteen bucks an hour. Right. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, wholeheartedly. I mean, it's just it blows my mind where all these people making these laws or that have the ability to do something are sitting there 
surrounded by armed guards. Yep, yep. You know, our our politicians, our judges, our banks, our corporations, high-rolling VIPs, all guarded. But our most prized possession, our children, the youth, the future of this nation are sitting there defenseless defenseless yeah i mean now even let's go like some so let's look at this way where do these shootings take place in suburbia type schools you don't hear these shootings take place in some like you know inner city rundown school why because they're locked down they've got metal detectors and things of that nature right they've already got security out the wazoo right you don't hear these things happening there so why can't we get some more? I mean, yes, I know tax dollars are stretched thin. Or our school, our school boards, you know, they're they're trying to make budgets work, but there's money there. There, there can we can do something? For sure. I mean, I know uh, parents will volunteer to take turns and rotations. I mean, there's got to be an answer. Like, yeah. But I'm I I do like I shared a, a little stupid meme the other day, and I believe it where. Um, how about we, you know, our 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 school? I forgot how what it was, but it was like basically. Um, Take the security our politicians have and give it to our kids. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember. It was it was a yeah. funny kind of meme, but and yeah. Take the security that our schools have right now and give, and it, give it to the, the politicians. Parents. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just it blows my mind. But yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they'll do it for them, but they won't do it for. Yeah, it, it makes it makes absolutely no sense. I agree with you. I think there are tons of our vets out there that would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Another thing too, uh, I saw this uh, this TikTok of this guy who was a veteran, and uh, what he did is that. He basically goes and looks after, like, so it might sound like kind of creeper, Mm -hmm. but what he was doing is, like, he knows when the kids let out for recess and stuff, and he was just out there watching and just keeping an eye out. And that right there will deter. For sure. the word? For sure. Deter. Detour. Detour. Yeah. Deter. Deter. Dater. But you know, it's just there's there's gotta be some common sense answers. And I think that we just need to put the emotions aside for a second and do it. And what just but again, politicians though are gonna take this and push it for their freaking agenda. Like yeah. like Rourke, Rourke, Bite Beto, whatever his name is. Idiot. Um uh, yeah. He's, they had the audacity to uh, go and interrupt. Don't get me wrong, I, I, I may not agree with the governor and everything that he says or does, but in his speech he was totally making it about the families mm-hmm. in his speech and then Beto shows up and, and makes it about himself exactly exactly yeah. and that just pissed me off when I saw it I, was, I couldn't believe what I was watching yeah. when I saw that but yeah and this is another thing it let's this has nothing to do with your party okay this should be a uh what's that word bipartisan issue yeah you know it, it, it who cares about the the parties right now yeah. you know this is about the protection of our children mm-hmm. come to some kind of agreement with it yeah forget about you know your party and yeah. your party has to be the one on top or anything like that just this is about protecting our kids yeah. you but know it, but it's not i mean i yeah i understand that yes there are some politicians they're going to be pushing things through thinking they're doing what's best but again it's it's they're going to push their agenda because certain Groups have already said from the get-go for years that they're trying to take guns away and do this, and now they're jumping on it and, and using it because now right. people's emotions are running high and people are tired of our kids getting shot and killed. Right, right. So they're going to start going for it, and they're going to allow it. Right. And right. it just sucks is because now it's, again, 
okay, so we we ban say we say we do we we ban all AR-15s and all semi-automatic weapons. Right. Great. Okay. So how does that stop school shootings? Right. Because now you like whether they're they're still going to be floating around out there. Right. Or their kids going to bring in a shotgun or a deer yep. rifle. Yep. Or a revolver or a knife. Right. Or something. Something to make it happen. If they, yeah. if a guy, if a bad guy wants to make something happen, they're gonna find a way yeah. to make it happen. I mean, like that one guy who's driving a was his truck or van or something into a right. crowd. Right. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's 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 and I'm not and again I'm not saying don't do anything, but we've we've got to come up with something that works. Common sense, like I don't know. Um, no, you're right. I mean, and that's what I was saying all along. Is like if someone who is twisted and evil and just mentally sick has it set in their mind that they're going to do this certain thing they're going to find a way yeah regardless of what you try to say i mean they're going to find a way to Mm -hmm. do it you know and so it's like that's that's not the answer stop looking at that as and this is proof right there that we can't just rely on the police department and and cops to to prevent it because they didn't exactly you know so it's like i don't know so what do we do i don't have the answers but there's got to be something i mean hey like i said i'm 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 all for the whole veterans you know patrolling the hallways yeah um or get a volunteer group to do it you know i just uh um i know there's a private school up in austin uh, austin area uh tim kennedy i like him he said some things that i don't agree with about the, the right. second amendment thing but uh anyway he's got a private school that he's that he's working up there and majority of the instructors are prior military special operations special forces guys mm-hmm. and guess what they're all armed mm. and they're protected yeah. so it's like i will feel very comfortable taking my kids there and dropping them off for sure for sure you know? um, dude the last church that i went to mm-hmm. uh i was always comfortable there because Everybody was packing. Yeah, right. Everybody was packing. Yeah. Um, we and we had like armed security. Mm-hmm. You just didn't know they were armed. Yeah. You know, yeah. those of us that were on staff and that we mm-hmm. knew. But like, if you went to church there, yeah. you wouldn't know. No, you wouldn't know. And then like, uh, what are they trying to pass the rate age now? We have to be twenty one for an AR fifteen. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, I guess speaking. Of so the, I guess we're kicking everybody out of the military that's under twenty one. Right. <laughs> speaking of that, could you please make it clear and clarify? That AR-15, AR does not stand for assault Armalite. Rifle. Yeah. Thank you. They're assault rifles, they're they're not, I don't even think they're really legal to own anyway. There's no such thing as an assault rifle I is what I heard. There's yeah. Just, uh, there was a military guy that said it, whatever you call your, um, he goes, there's no such thing as an assault rifle. This is a, and he said the name of it, I can't remember. Yeah. I'm not a military guy, so I don't know. Well, I mean, like that one guy who's a, a, a firearms instructor, he's like, uh, AR-15, assault rifle, <laughs> golf club, assault golf club, and runs up and starts whacking the target with it, you know? It's like an assault is, it's what it's like, it's a verb, it's not a noun. Right, right. Um, but yeah, and then like talking about like, well, uh, we shouldn't have weapons that you go into war with. If you go into war with an AR-15, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're going to die. Yeah, like you're, no. I mean, these, no, we, like they don't have AR-15s in the military. Right, right. It's, it's, no. Oh my God. Yeah. It's <laughs> just, yeah, you're going to get, you're going to, you're going to die. You know, I mean, anytime when I was in, nobody carried an AR-15 back in the day. Right, They, they right. had fully automatic weapons. Right. And the other thing too is it's about the way that they look. Yeah. Because they had, I saw this uh, one meme, right? We're in a meme world, right? 
um, they where they scary. Where they showed an AR-15 mm-hmm. and it looked like a rifle because yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. It was a it's rifle. It's a long gun. It's yeah. a rifle. Yeah. And then they had the one that looked scary, yeah. the black one that looked like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the only reason why is because it looks scary yeah. to them. It's the same as the other gun. And I don't remember if it was a congressman or a senator or what, but they were having that talk. We're like, I want that one AR-15 they're talking about, like shoots like 30 rounds a second. <laughs> like holy crap i want that one that's that'd be awesome you know this because mine's a single shot yeah <laughs> you know exactly it's only as fast as i can pull the trigger exactly but, exactly yeah, that's just i don't know like they're coming up with some strange things like i understand like they're trying to adjust with the age thing but like if again if you have to be 21 to own a, a, a long gun then but we're yeah we're asking 18 year olds to sacrifice their lives risk their lives going to the military right I'm sorry. I think an 18-year-old is old enough to own a firearm. Right, 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 right. You know? But then, now, but I do believe if you own a firearm, you should be willing, voluntarily going and getting training and practicing. Now, here's so here's what I think about that because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm this is where I'm gonna this is gonna be the first time in this whole conversation yeah. where I'm gonna disagree with you. Um, I personally don't believe an 18-year-old should own should have the ability to own a firearm, mm-hmm. but. This is where I believe there should be some kind of exception. I think if you want to go into the military, right? Because you, mm-hmm. you can be 18 and go into the military. Yeah. I think if you are a military person, you're 18 years old, they got to give you some kind of ID or something. Yeah, I you think, have your military ID. Yeah. I think that should be the exception. Yeah. Because people that are going into the military, at least uh-huh. I would think, their mind is a different mindset. They're going in there either because they want to defend their country or because they're going in there for whatever, monetary reason or whatever. But there is a goal yeah. and they're not thinking about killing a school full of children, you know, a school full of children, basically. Yeah. But this kid, 18 yeah. years old, had issues, right? Yeah. So I agree with you to a certain extent. I don't think any 18-year-old should just go and get a gun. I think you mm-hmm. should you sh- I personally I think you should be about at least 21. Yeah. But if you're one of the 18-year-olds that's like I, I want to defend my country, I want to be in the military, mm-hmm. good, sign up, do all that. Then I think you're good. Yeah. That's just that's just yeah. my opinion. I don't know. I'm just at 18 you're a legal you're a legal adult. True. And it's I think true. that you should be able to own a firearm. Um you know, I just again. But if I'm being fair, man. But when, uh, but this kid is different though. Like he would, he had mental issues. I get that. But going back to me, yeah. when I was when I was 18, bro. Yeah. If if I would have got a gun at 18, yeah. I would have thought I was Tupac. I'm just yeah. saying, I uh, probably would have went somewhere well, and started popping around just yeah, for fun. But that's but that's also too like you how you were raised. True. 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 And things of that nature. But and we but can get again, into a whole different discussion. But that's where about you that. have to go through a background check that's yeah. already there and there's already steps and procedures yeah, to take for sure. to get a firearm. Yeah. And so like if this kid, if he had the issues that he had, he was going to get a firearm, a family member should have stepped in and been like, exactly. Hold on, buddy. I agree. Or, What's going on? I agree. You know, I I mean, like for instance with me, I am bipolar one. Mm-hmm. I suffer from I have manic and depressive states. I'm right. under medication in doctor's care. Right. I own firearms. Right. I have safety plans in place. Right. I talk to my doctor. I have things. I'm good. Yeah. You know, but I know everybody has concerns like, oh, you're gonna, you know, off yourself or do this or that. Mm. But no, I have steps and procedures in right. place. Right. And so I but again, I am a responsible gun owner. Right. right. Not everybody is. Right. And that's this that's just the downside is not everybody's a car, responsible car driver. <laughs> yet they're they have a driver's license. Right, right. I think at the end of the day, uh, it also boils down to the state of the world that we're in. And this mm-hmm. could be a whole other 
podcast, but you know, I remember when I was younger, mm-hmm. you know, when I was in high school, and, and this is this is back in like the early to mid nineties, yeah. right? Uh, I remember one time driving um, with a friend of mine. We were, we were coming into school at the parking mm-hmm. lot, and I saw the shop teacher. Yeah, with one of the other kids that we called the kicker guy, right? Because they always dressed in cowboy hats and everything, and they were sitting in the guy's truck or by the guy's truck. The guy was showing the uh, the shop teacher the new gun he purchased right there in the parking lot, and nobody thought anything oh, of it. Shoot. And then, if I remember back in the day, like when my mom was a kid, uh, they used to have classes where they taught you how to shoot. Yeah, you, yeah, you had. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So. Times Bring that are, back. Yeah, times are different. Gun safety you know? classes. Yeah, I even took it. Yeah. And I mean, back when I was in school, like, shoot, you pull in the parking lot and everybody had shotguns in the back windows. Yes, yes. I mean, dude, gun come racks. on, it's Texas. We used to have gun racks back for trucks. Yeah. I mean, in, in te- and I remember in high school, we'd have the rifles and shotguns <laughs> yeah. up there. And it either had guns or fishing poles. Yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly they parted passing the whole gun-free zone. Yeah. And that's what drives me nuts is I think that because... Again, gun-free zone, you're just, hey, it's like fishing a barrel. Let's go shooting over there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't know, man. There, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Personally, I agree with you. I think let's let's bring back those classes. Yeah. Let's, you know, everybody, don't get me wrong. Guns are, are, they're a tool. Yes. And yes, they can be dangerous, but so can any tool. Yeah. You know, it's about being responsible with it, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know, man. I, I just hope they come up with some kind of a change because this was this, you know. And I'll kind of end it with this, but this was a big, uh, this was a big wake up call because mm-hmm. all the gun, sh- all the school shootings that have happened over these years. I'll be honest, I was one of those that was like, man, that really sucks. Yeah. Um, but it could never happen to me, yeah. or it could never touch where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, touch your life. Yeah. Yeah, but lo and behold, it does, mm-hmm. and it did. I never, dude. Uvalde, Texas, bro. You been there? Yeah. Okay. I grew up there. Dude, the, if you would have told me, you think a gun, the school shooting up here? I would have said, I don't know. Yeah. Nobody, cares. Shot- Nobody cares about Uvalde. Yeah. That would have yeah. been what I would have said. Yeah. But lo and behold, it, it happened. happened. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I'm not that guy anymore that thinks, oh, it can't happen to me oh, no. or it can't. No. Well, see, it and, can. that's, and that's where I'm, I'm, I agree with you. And I've been a firm believer in that mindset for years. Is right. It can happen, and it will happen, and so you plan and prepare. So this is where I'm going to get on my soapbox real quick. Go for it. And I'm going to tell you, if you're a pro 2A person, or even if you're not, you need to go out, you need to purchase a firearm. You need to go out and get training with that firearm. Become precise with it. Right. You need to carry it with you at all times. Right. You need to also go out and get medical training for how to respond to a situation right to where if there is a shooting or anything you can perf- you can help um do the trauma care like uh stop the bleed it's free right go take the course it's called stop the bleed you can look it up online it's a free course and it teaches you that how to stop a bleed right and um if you're into shooting they have they offer these weekend courses where you go and you learn how to do pistol and, and rifle yeah. and medical and it's 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 trauma. And even if it's not a shooting, it can help if you if you witness a car accident or whatnot. You need to have these. Carry tourniquets with you on, on your person in your car. Carry a first aid kit. And I'm not talking a boo boo kit. I'm talking yeah. a medical first aid right, kit right, right, right. with tourniquets, bandages, whatnot. And you need to get these get this training done because the thing is, bad things are going to happen. Bad people are going to do things, but we can save lives by being prepared. Right. 
And that's why I, I take the courses all I can. You know, people think I'm nuts because I, I have tourniquets everywhere. I have several in my car. I've got three medical kits in my car. Um, I carry in my bag. I carry, have them at the gym. And I have these, I have training for it to where if God willing, if something happens, I am trained with my firearm to stop it. And I'm also trained in medical to save lives right. when, it, when it occurs. Right. And so I think more people need to step up and do these things. Um, you know, and it's like, because I know uh, when Abbott passed the whole uh, constitutional carry, everybody's thinking, oh, wow, well, there's going to be all these shootouts. And all that. Yeah. Shootings have not gone up. Nope. I don't even, I mean, I'm not sure if they've gone down, but they've not gone up. But right. again, we need to put our emotions aside, come, come together and figure out a way to protect our children. I'm not saying take guns away from people. I'm talking about we need to find a way to protect our children. I agree. Because um, it's just getting ridiculous. It's happening. It shouldn't happen to begin with, but there's evil in the world and nothing's going to stop evil. Yeah. It's going to be, it, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, um, uh, we thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll, we'll definitely, next week, we'll be back to our normal uh, discussions, you know, that, that will help uplift and everything. I think this did, well, though. This did that. Yeah. You know, it, it's in, it's in, it was it, informative. So Yeah, and a little emotional on both of our parts. Eh, I mean, how can so, it not yeah. be? You know, it, it touched us technically, yeah. you know. I mean, yeah. And it's just, I mean, I'm sitting over here like I got my boys with me today. They're mm-hmm. over here playing on their iPads and mm-hmm. to think of anything happened to them, man. Whoa. Exactly, exactly. And so, yeah, man, and, and it's crazy because uh, uh, I've had people already tell me, you know, like, this really hit me hard mm-hmm. and and the only reason why is because i know you and the know the fact that your family was affected yeah you know uh bill you know bill he yeah. cooks for us all the time you know he says normally when he sees these school shooting things he does feel bad but it doesn't really phase it him. does yeah it doesn't resonate but, but, yeah. but because he's here and knows us mm-hmm. this one really phased him yeah. you know and it's just you know, I, I want to end it with this, and before I say what I gotta say, did you did you have anything you want to end with? I'll throw in something here at the okay. end, but it's kind of about next week. Okay, cool. Um, I I want to end it with this, and then we'll close the show with Daniel saying what he's gonna say. But uh, let's remember their names. Um, let's always remember their names. Um, I of course remember more Ileana because she was mm-hmm. my cousin, and I got to be better about remembering everybody's name. But but let's not forget their names. Um, and just be aware. Um, and just be there for your family. I will say that. Love your loved ones. Uh, squash any beef you might have if you can, um, because it's not worth it. And I don't know. Just I, that's the one thing I want to say is just don't forget their names. Don't ever forget their names. Um, I, I am gonna say that over and over again. In fact, and I'll end with this. I do plan, Daniel. Um, you know those drumsticks I have mm-hmm. that uh, the company that endorses yeah. me. Uh, if you see them, they have my band name and they'll have my signature mm-hmm. on them. Uh, my next batch that I'm ordering, they're going to have my cousin's number and her initials. There you go. That's cool. Because uh, I want to honor yeah. her whenever yeah. whenever I play. So, But anyway, um, yeah. So, And thank you guys again for your support. I really do appreciate it and the prayers. But uh, I'll leave it to yeah. you, man. So I just, um, again, like I said, let, let's remember their name, honor them. Let's try and find a resolution and some answers and not let what happened to these children and all the children that have been lost to this non-senseless violence. You know, put the politics aside, put the political parties aside, put agendas aside. Let's come up with some real answers. Put your emotions in check. Sit down and have a discussion. Parents, sit down and talk with your children. Get them to be socially aware. 
And also talk to your children in general, regardless of age. Because if someone might have sat down with this kid, it might not have happened. That's so, a very good point. Talk to your children. You know, they're they're struggling with things too. And 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 I'm not saying whoever's listening to this, I'm not saying your kid's gonna be the next one, but just talk to your kids, talk to each other, you know, listen to one another. But uh anyway, on that I just want to um give a heads up on next week, something I've been wanting to talk about, our crappy economy. Um <laughs> and just okay, so not to be all conspiracy theorists or whatnot, but you know, we see issues with ri- rising gas prices. Yeah. We see issues with rising food cost and the 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 rumors of there going to be food shortages and whatnot. So I want to take that time. I'm I'm talking to a buddy of mine. I'm hopefully to get him on. If not, we'll just talk. But of what we can do to kind of prepare and plan to survive this hell we're going through. Um, not necessarily a prepper, but just things you can do to make sure that you're. If things do run short, you you got some things to get by on, and and what we can do to kind of survive this 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 uh, year ahead. Cool. Okay. That'll be a good one. Anyway, uh, until then, guys. Um, Don't forget, you can contact us on Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up, and uh, we'll get back to you. Yes, sir. And all right. that's all I got. All right, you guys Have a take good day. care. See you next week. <laughs>